With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To another episode of That's a Wrap, a podcast by fans for fans. The Toronto Raptors just uh, couldn't pull off the win number 16, but that's okay, guys. We are here to talk about just the positives. There's no negatives in this episode, I, I guarantee you, because come on, 15 wins. All right, let's, before we start, okay, who do we got on the line? Dre, can you introduce yourself, brother? Yeah, this is, this is Dre. Um, it's a sad day, but at the same time, or being optimistic because it's it's the sad end of a good thing. So everything good you know. has an ending, right? That, of course, that's and what I think. I, I I feel like there's a lot of I can't believe we couldn't pull this off. The the Brooklyn Nets aren't even that good. Or honestly, like Brooklyn Nets are really good. And at the end of the day, like I just want to put this into perspective for a second, okay? Fifteen wins in a row. Fifteen. I know that all you guys know this already. That is the most amount of wins in Canadian sports history. Uh, so that's including the MLB, the uh, NHL, the uh, mm-hmm. CFL. We, the Toronto Raptors hold the Canadian longest winning streak in sports history. We just made history. The Raptors just made history. and By far. By, you know, by far. I, I'm so elated by the fact that this team that in the, in the beginning of the year, and I don't want. I want to talk about kind of like you know this is the unofficial halfway mark, and we're gonna go through like how we feel about it because there honestly there's only positives. Everybody is out um, outperforming, right? Than we really thought. Like who really thought that players like uh, Terrence Davis or Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Norman Powell, all these guys that we don't we didn't know were even like considered to be part of the roster are outshining uh, what we thought they're projected in the beginning of the year. Like it's, it's unwhelming positivity and I can't wait to talk about it with you, man. How, so how do you think about this like 15 game winning streak? Well, I mean, as you said earlier, all good things must come to an end. And I mean, it's bittersweet because it's the Brooklyn Nets, which are it's it's like a, a clipped winged bird at this point because Durant's been out the entire year. Kyrie Irving's been in and out and unable to find his leadership role. But at the same time, this team's also being slept on because of star power like Spencer Dinwiddie, which uh-huh. is easily a candidate for most approved player of the year. So you have a team here where, no disrespect to Kyrie Irving, is they're almost performing better when he's not there and trying to take the reins and oh, yeah. mess up the chemistry. So. 100%. And people are going to agree to disagree with you for sure. But like you said, man, yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie went off, Caress uh, Levert, uh, 20.7 rebounds. Joe Harris, of course, he's a he's a hot shooter. This Nets team is not a bad team. 
25 and 28 i think their record kind of that their record doesn't show their talent i guess out of all of this these are the games these are the teams that we've beaten right in this 15 game span we've beaten pretty good teams and i know like this is the quote unquote the the easy part of the schedule but it was because that we had such a hard schedule in the beginning but we did play uh teams like the spurs uh, twice the Pacers, we beat the Brooklyn Nets, 76ers, OKC, uh, Minnesota twice. Okay, well, Minnesota's not really a good team, but like, regardless... They're gotten better. <laughs> they're gotten better. Regardless of the fact, I mean, 15 games in a row, that's impressive, man. That, like, what do you... It is. Tell me what you feel. Tell me what you, what you feel about the 15 wins in a row. Did you ever think that... Uh, I, I would tell you in the beginning of the year that we're going to go, you know... Uh, almost half the season mostly half the most of the season with players on the injury list right and like not only just players like role players but what i'm talking about siakam missed a lot of time uh fred van vliet missed a lot of time marcus saw missed a lot of time kyle lowry Serge Ibaka, and now we're 40 and 15 two games ahead of last year's pace like come on man G- give me your thoughts about this 15 game win streak well there's a couple of things to think about here which i guess aren't really being brought up 15 games is a lot, but take it to perspective. I'm not a mathematician, but I'm gonna try an oddball. I'm gonna try to ballpark this. 82, get rid of two games. Consider them load management. Okay. 80 divided by four. You know, so you've got 20. So if you look at it that way, and you dock a little bit off, we basically did around a fifth or a sixth of the season, completely dub. Just just dubs here, dubs there, not a single L. So to put it into that perspective, a fifth or sixth of the season in a row, nothing but wins is insane. Not to mention the back-to-backs, not to mention the times when we face teams twice in a row like the Pacers, not to mention the injuries. It's just an exhausting thing to begin with. So it's like it's not even just about the good te- the good teams or the bad teams that we're facing. This is it's just an exhausting feat, especially when we weren't at our what we weren't at a hundred percent. I would argue for most of those games, Absolutely. maybe like one or two of them, and we cleaned up a sizable margin of our season. It was just nothing but wins. I think it's an incredible feat, and yeah, it's got to end at some point. The last time the Toronto Raptors lost was exactly a month ago, January twelfth. And we, well, there you, go. you know, preface to say that we are recording this right after the Nets game on Wednesday, the the twelfth of February. But one month of full W's, just WWW all the way down until today from January twelfth. It that is an incredible feat. I don't care who you're facing. I don't care if they're a good team, bad team, above five hundred, below five hundred. I don't. I don't give a crap. You put fifteen wins in a row. That is a feat in itself. Let alone that we have injured players left, right, and center. 15 wins with a completely healthy team is hard to do. Five wins in a row is hard. Two games in this league is hard to do. You know, this this team, you can't really... And, and the thing is, the trade deadline just went past, right? And I keep on telling you is that you can't trade for chemistry. You, you can't teach chemistry. There's something special about this team. And I would argue to say, and I don't know about you if you think the same, but this team... Is kind of more fun to root for than last year. Last year seemed a little bit like there was so much, um, 
storylines that kind of went with it where is Kyrie gonna go um there you know is this gonna be championship or bust like uh this is the first year of uh, Nick Nurse this year it's like every single person on this team has something to prove or that that's what they feel like right and now with this uh storyline of like oh Ka- uh, Kawhi left and and Danny Green is is gone like this is no longer the team this is not gonna we're not gonna go back to back I mean you know knocking wood of course I f- feel like as a Raptor fan well, I want to go back to back but the this statistics show we might may or may not even go to the Eastern Conference Finals I feel like we can go back to back for sure but it's just so much more fun to root for this team, this underdog feeling, this, this like, um, prove it to them. Prove each, every single one of these guys want to prove something on the floor, and you can see it in their faces, see it in the in their game, every single game when they play and they step on the floor. It's just so fun to watch. Do you agree with me? Do you feel like this team is a little bit more fun to root for than last year? For me personally, that makes sense, and I do agree. It makes sense because. To me, this almost feels like the Raptor squad that we all saw potential in this entire time before the the Kawhi year. I can't even call them the years, but the Kawhi year, where we got the championship, but it was almost as if, not everybody, because there's a lot of loyal fans, but some of us, including myself, as soon as he left, as soon as Danny Green left, we were like, okay, that's not going to happen again. So we became the very people we can't stand when it comes to the Raptors that doubt whatever happened. So this is like the homegrown underdog, as you put it, batch of players that we've been watching since the late 90s. You know, Junkyard Dog comes to mind. Alvin Williams comes to mind. Uh, Morris Peterson. Um, God, Daniel Marshall. Mm-hmm. Like, all these players that, like... Maybe Sean and other teams, but they had to have their spot on our team first to get that love. Like, I could guarantee nobody cared about Junkyard Dog until we got him, right? So now it feels like that, but, like, actually succeeding and Mm. doing really well. And we're doing better than we were last year. So Because last year, it's like, not that Kawhi was the only thing, but, you know, in short, the answer was we have a superstar. Now... We're just a hell of a team. There two, is no answer. Two of the hardest things to do in this league while watching as a fan, of course, is to win basketball games and two, to develop our players. We're doing both of them. We've been doing both of that for like five years, right? Mm-hmm. And the what the great thing about, especially in this winning streak, is that not there hasn't been just one player for every 15 games. Every game has been somebody different, right? There is a... Two nights ago, or two games ago, Matt Thomas was going off. OG Ananobi with a career high. Uh, Rodney Hollis-Jefferson uh, playing Carl Anthony Towns. Serge Ibaka going crazy these last couple of games. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, on and on. Every other game seems to be somebody else to step up, which is why they're like this team is so lovable, right? There's no egos on this team. And I didn't even say Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam is one of our best players, but when he's not, uh, you know, performing as well as we think he, he should, or that he thinks that he should, there's nobody is bringing him down. Everyone's like, you know what? Shoot that shot. Shoot whatever shot you can. Uh, for example, Terrence Davis, like how many times have you seen him, shoot like you know a contested threes but then what lowry and or fred van vliet is going to do is going to pass him the ball right away shoot that shot right uh you can just see the 
chemistry, the camaraderie that this team has. And and I think that goes a long, long way when it comes to like, you know, injuries, right? Because then if you have players on your starting lineup that have to go off for because of injury, then you have to step up or the next man up mentality. And they don't play like it's, oh, you have to like play your role. You have to kind of play the minutes that you have to earn your minutes. It's like, no, if this is your chance, you have to relish in your chance. And then you have players like Lowry to lead you and to to kind of relish, let, allow you to relish in that opportunity. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's something about this team, this chemistry that feels a little different than last year. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, first off, it's the championship, which also always helps. But 100%, then- yeah. You know, this is the team that when Kawhi was doing load management, basically played and won games. So when he left, I'm sure a lot of people are sad because, you know, they lost their friend. But at the same time, it's like we won without him. We totally could do this. Mm -hmm. We believe in each other. We see the work that we put in day in and day out. We know each other. We understand each other. So why can't we do this again? And, you know, Lowry had that kind of fighting spirit even if you put him on a team with nothing but like 12 amazon cardboard boxes like he'd be like oh yeah we got a chance to win and it's like yes no you don't but i appreciate that you that you think that you do and you know when you actually do have a great lineup like this and people like lowry and van vliet and powell with that mamba mentality you you can do something so one of my favorite players, as is no secret by now, is Jimmy Butler. And it's not because he's played for the Timberwolves. It's not because he's played for the 76ers. That just happens to be a coincidence because I'm following him on the Heat right now. Everybody was giving him a hard time because he's toxic this, he's toxic that. You know, he's saying that his teammates are a bunch of scrubs, this and this. Look at Miami now. Has he said a single thing outside of like that villain the city of villains comment, but he was supporting Miami and saying that basically saying, Hey, Joel Embiid, can you come to Miami? Basically what it's sad to say, but he was right this entire time. The 76ers are broken. The, the wolves are run down. They're not interested, but when you get that fighting spirit and everybody else is on board and they want to win this thing, mm-hmm. look what beautiful things can happen. Mm-hmm. You've got the Toronto Raptors, you get the Miami heat, the two of the best teams in the eat, in the East, rather. Meanwhile, you have the 76ers, who aren't doing as well, nearly as well as they could be doing, and you get you know, you get broken teams, but the Raptors aren't a broken team, despite the fact that they lost two of their best players that they ever had. Right. Absolutely. Alright, so I know you guys already noticed this already, but Jay's not on this uh, episode. He's going to be on our next one, don't worry. But he is our numbers guy, okay? But I'm going to try to throw out some numbers at you. So, at Crab Dribbles uh, on Twitter, for, uh, Scott Rafferty, he threw out some numbers, the uh, five stats that you know that you need to know about this 15-game winning streak. So, Toronto Raptors, their offensive rating during the streak, 118.7 during that 15-game uh, winning streak. Defensive rating, 108.3. Uh, during that streak as well net rating 6.59 19 of 8 on the road 33 31 and 3 against teams below 500 9 of 12 uh, above 500 this team was in freaking credible 
during this 15 game stretch and you and I know I know we wanted to go to 16 and I know that that whole storyline of like you know 18 games uh, in a row um would be would tie yeah exactly would tie with the Bucks winning streak and then to go for 19 we would have to face the Bucks that would have been a great storyline for sure 100% okay but I, I I can't stress this enough and I want to say this again all right your team the Toronto Raptors just went on a 15-game winning streak. And if it weren't for this loss, and let's be real, you could tell that they were gassed. This team was completely gassed, right? No Marcus Saul, no, no uh, Norman Powell, of course. Serge came back from fluid-like symptoms. Uh, Kyle Lowry was in foul trouble. Serge Ibaka was in foul trouble. Players just didn't have it anymore, uh, and they just seemed gassed. And that's completely fine, right? Because this is uh, this is the dog's days of the, of the season. You're you're just about to go on break, a nine game or a nine day break. So I don't fault these guys for being tired, right? And if let's say we we won this and we won for 16, we we had a good chance of going for like 19 or 20. And you can't really say that for a lot of teams. There's so many teams that would love to have like a five-game winning streak. Indiana, who just beat the Bucks, by the way, uh, they were on a five-game losing streak, you know? Uh, it's but Partially thanks to us. Partially thanks. Exactly. Partially thanks <laughs> to us. So, like, like again, I know it, it sucks. It sucks to have your streak broken, but you can't take away the fact that you were on a streak to have this feeling. To have this feeling of like, God, I wish it kept on going. And I do too. I 100% do. But no team is ever going to go. I I shouldn't say ever or never. But no team, I don't think at least this season, will go uh, unbeaten for the rest of the season. We came close, yo. We came real close. No, and another thing to to bring up, because I've got another point, but you, you talk about the league. I think it's even more impressive given the league that we have currently where we're celebrating the parody in the league since all of these super teams broke up. You know, a couple of years ago when the the Warriors went on their nine loss uh, season, like their historic season, where they lost under 10 games and they went on like a 20 game win streak. I could I, I could swear they did the first uh, leg of the season mm-hmm. and you had the 76ers, I think trying to win their first game in, in 20 games, that's a little bit different because the league was broken. But like to do a 15 game or an 18 game to the Bucks credit, in this league where it, I've never seen it in like at least the last 10 years be this evenly balanced mm-hmm. where like even the Knicks are like capable of getting getting close to like eight seed if they really wanted to. Or like... uh the Grizzlies were like close to dead last, and look at them now; they're they're in the eighth spot, right? So it's that kind of league right now. And the fact that we pulled off fifteen is incredible. First mm-hmm. off, now the main point I'm going to bring up is you know people discuss, oh this team's mediocre, that team's mediocre, but they forget that every team has its specialty. Like Memphis, to bring them up again, they love that grit and grind. You know the Bucks currently love that perimeter game until Giannis brings it into the paint. But they love extending and degrading the floor at the same time and creating that weird mismatch. Every team has its kind of specialties. So when you're discussing something like the Brooklyn Nets currently, you know, they're pretty rudimentary when, you know, Kyrie's not on the floor. Like, they, they strip it down to bare basics. And let's be honest, what is the the one thing that we all kind of hoped for 
when the trade deadline was coming up with the Toronto Raptors, maybe trading for somebody who could rebound, right? Well, if you look at the stats of, of tonight's game, we got destroyed in rebounds. So first off, they got over, it was like 13 extra rebounds better yeah. than us. 55 and 42. And offensively, yeah, offensively, we didn't even come close to 10. And meanwhile, they got 12. So yeah. we were completely out-rebounded. You know, you know what happens when you're tired and you're not having that defensive and defensive-offensive presence? You get into foul trouble. You start fouling. And look what happens. You reach we in, had, you don't you don't defend with your legs? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so we only had like 13 chances at the line. We made 10. Meanwhile, they had 25, and they made 20. So if you dock even 10 of those chances at the line, we could have won the game. So obviously we were exhausted. We were going nuts. We weren't getting the rebounds. It was trying to get the fouls. Foul trouble. And especially if you look at how Lowry... And Siakam were shooting at the start of the game. You know, you're talking about Lowry's foul trouble. You know, the two of them were like two two for ten in field goal, like field goals made at the start of the game. Like it was something pretty bad at the start. We were just gassed. So, you know, when you have a team that is better in some way, because like, okay, for instance, I hate the Cavaliers. They're stupid. I don't like them. <laughs> but they're they're very good at the rebound game. Yeah. They're very good at rebounding. So if you're bad at rebounding no matter how bad the other team is, your flaws can be exploitable. So that's something that a lot of people might not take for granted, or, you know, they take for granted rather. So like, you know, you're discussing all oh, the nets, they're mediocre. Yes. But in this particular opportunity, perhaps they really were just the worst team that we could have faced in this that's particular instance. That's, you know what? That's such a good point. Like sometimes it's just depending on the matchups, right? And depending on the day, how you feel, who you're facing and who's yeah. out in our team, right? There's so much to unpack here, Dre. And there's not like, there's not enough time to talk about it. Um, so, okay. I'm going to, we're going to take a break real quick and then we'll come back and we'll talk about more about this 15 game winning streak. Talk about some, um, you know, how we thought or how we felt about the, how, you know, Toronto or let alone uh, Canadian or American media, uh, you know, talked or slept on this win streak. And then maybe we'll talk about some halfway mark, how we feel about a, an unofficial halfway mark point for the Raptors. Right. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon. God, we haven't done a super episode in this for so long. I keep forgetting getting to buy these. Thank you. There's, now I now I'm reminded. They're sold out, bro. They're so I, I hate to tell you that. But result, they're sold ah, out. Did you? I, oh, I wonder man. if they're still printing the uh, championship rings. Like, the, do re, I, I don't know, fans? Are, are real sports still selling the rings? Let, let us know, man. Because I'll buy it. Twenty bucks. Shoot, it I'll depends. I think uh, the the Raptors organization. Uh, they they. It depends on if. Uh, Fallon Chunis or DeLon Wright are listening. It's like, no, 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 they're sold out. They're sold out. Oh, they're not listening? Oh, no, no. Oh, no okay, no. we're good. We're good, yes. We, we, we got a bunch of those. Oh, that's amazing. No, man, I, because uh, my, my brother-in-law bought one, and honestly, I know Jay can contest this or attest to this too, but that ring, even the $20 ring from Real Sports, it's really heavy, man. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Have, you get a, have you had a chance to feel the replica? No, sadly not. But I, I've seen it. It's like a paperweight, that thing. No, but yeah, like that. The, the ring is nice. The ring is heavy. And okay. And I guess that's a segue of me trying to say, hey, guys, we're champions. We're still reigning champions. And I love yep. listening to TNT or ESPN having to say the reigning champion Toronto Raptors. So 15 games and I, I, 
there we can talk about well, we already talked about the all-star weekend all-star celebration and of course spicy p is going to be there kyle Lowry is going to be there nick nurse is going to be there Giannis is and Takumbo is going to be there and he's the one who drafted both uh siakam and and Lowry to be on team Giannis, and of course nick nurse is going to be coaching team Giannis. so that's going to be a sight to see make sure to stay tuned uh and follow us on twitter at that's a rep pod uh talk to us there and interact with us there tell us what you think because you know obviously the tampering is going to be flying around that that day but i want to stick with this raptors team right and 15 games in a row gonna keep on harping back to that okay 15 games guys come on man how did you feel dre about how the raptors were being talked about in this city let alone in this country let alone in a media in general okay so before before you go i want to say this you and i are the same age group i guess we and I, whenever I talk about the Raptors in my fandom, my fanhood, I always harp back to when I was in high school. I want to say 2000 and when we were in high school, 2006, I think, when it was like grade 11. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just something amb- like that. Amb- ambiguous date, whatever. Library, computer library, they had newspapers, right? That was yes. the first time that the Raptors were going back into the playoffs and we were going to face New Jersey Nets' Vince Carter once again. And we got our asses. We got our asses kicked. Yes. Okay. I agree. (laughs) But that was the first time we were heading back into the playoffs since the Vince Carter years. And you know what was in the first page of the freaking Toronto Star? Why? Why the Leafs goalie was struggling that year? That was page number one. (laughs) The Raptors were going back into the playoffs, and we were in page number nine or something like that. All right. Fifteen game win streak and. Sometimes the the leadoff or whatever the top story was still the Leafs, still hockey, still XFL, still uh, Edmonton Oilers, still okay. And I get it. Bias aside, I'm not a hockey fan. I, I and I like the Leafs. Don't get me wrong. I love the Jays, of course. But your team just the the Toronto team just beat out the French or the Canadian record of wins in consecutive games. So. Why don't we talk about it more? What do you think? Um, well, I mean, God, we, we don't have loaded, that much It's time. a loaded question, right? It's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's too many particulates. I mean, first off, it's, it's bad enough that the American media doesn't really give us a fair shake. So why should the, the Canadian media as well? Secondly, uh, hockey is obviously treated as like this religious experience up here. So um that also sets aside basketball which you know there's only the one team and yeah there's us who follow it and we're in our own little world um in love with the sport but that's just the one team so like if you're not into basketball or you're not into the raptors rather you don't really have anybody else you could say oh but memphis are honorary they used to be but Mm -hmm. that doesn't really cut it Mm -hmm. and you know, there are so many moving parts, and it's not just Toronto's the only team that experiences this. It's a lot. You know, you could look at, you know, the Pacers, you could look at, uh, God, the Suns. A lot of teams get flack, but when you have a league that kind of encourages biased refereeing uh, in favor of the teams that are selling or doing well, or you have the marketability of specific players, of jerseys, of shoes, 
you know, what Raptor currently has like a shoe deal? I remember Carter had one back in the day, but like, hey man, Fred VanVleet Van got an animal shoe deal. He does, but like, how many, like, online is there much clout for like, you know, people going out to get those Kyrie's, people out getting those LeBron's. Yeah, 100%. You know, the, the Kobe's like, when he passed they're away. Not, like, you know, they're not Jordans, they're not Nike, they're not Adidas or anything like that. And I get it, I get it. There's, there's like, a prestige when it comes to having your own shoe deal or being the top jersey sale or something like that but you, mm-hmm. you know like okay I'm, I'm prefacing to say that i'm not trying to uh, you know crap on on the leaves or anything like that because i love the fact that there's so much passion when it comes to hockey i really really do but i feel like mm-hmm. in in our, our boy adam corsier on south of the six he threw out the fact that the Raptors during this streak should have had so much more, I guess, presence in the media. Of course. I, and I agree with him. And it's not to say that the Leafs should, you know, are not deserving of, of much, but the most that they've ever won in franchise history is 10. And it's not like they're, I think they're, I don't know. I don't really know how the playoffs go with the, with, with NHL, but I know that, they're it's a little kind of, bit more complicated. It's a little bit more complicated. I don't know if they're in a wild card or regardless to say. They're usually the wild they're cards, not, yeah. They're not second place in the East. <laughs> Let's just right. say that, right? The The better team in in Toronto is the Raptors. And of course. And my argument was here is that you have the, the our biggest media in Toronto, at least, and I, wherever you guys are listening to this, wherever you are in Toronto, we have both uh, Sportsnet Fan 590 or Sportsnet and TSN. Both of those media outlets uh, talk a lot about Jays, Leafs, TFC sometimes as well, which for for good reason, right? And and during the championship run, it was every single day it was about the Raptors. But who are the majority of people manning those stations? It's probably caucasian men of like 65 plus year old who like mm-hmm. status quo and i'm not i'm not saying that as this is a racial thing i think i just think that that's how it is but because of the the audience that are listening now the the people who are living in the city and in the gta because that's who you and i we live in the gta uh that doesn't resonate to us anymore we want to watch sports that we can kind of relate to like the nba is so much more relatable than any other sport that i've seen right they're so much more uh updated in social media and everything like that and then we get to see them so close what on on the court i just feel like if there is no change in the voices up in the top there will mm-hmm. never be change and i and i feel like if Absolutely. as soon as that you know changes seats uh if it was either uh, a somewhat of a another culture that understands more of what's going on in gta or even like a female perspective that'd be fantastic too i just feel like the status quo never will never change in the city unless the top will change as well unless the seat changes or the seat shuffle that's what that's what i feel it's never going to change uh and the roots are set for sure but you can tell by the basketball courts that are around the air, the city, the the kids that are are playing different sports outside of hockey, like it's changing, right? The culture is changing, and I feel like basketball, that sport, is evolving so much in the community. What do you think, man? Absolutely, and okay, you know me, I'm obsessed with movies. Uh, the Oscars just happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna force it in here, but, but just just bear with me for a second. Okay. 
I, I completely agree. And that's a problem with many industries, many systems, you know, political as well. These dinosaur archaic ways that are held onto because of the previous power forbidding anyone else from releasing this this grasp on on the stranglehold so you have you know everybody complaining about how politics work or you know there's not enough diversity here or whatever a lot of that won't change if the the billionaire one percent on top isn't willing to change themselves or to, to ease off a little bit because they're comfortable with their influx of power or their influx of, of finances that's never going to change so uh the academy awards why were they so special first off uh, foreign film won Best Picture for the first time Parasite, ever. baby. Parasite? Parasite. I so, told you. <laughs> I, I mean, but here's, here's why I didn't predict that, even though it's really sad that I didn't. Because statistically, that, the odds of that happening are insanely, insanely slim. Regardless if, listeners, if you like this film or not, I, I don't mean to step on any toes here. Uh, Green Book did not deserve to win. But I can tell you why it did, because, you, you know, you brought up uh the the lack of, of voices when there's a lot of uh older white boomers in charge uh, you know if you're going to compare race related films in 2000 or 2018 rather you've got black clansmen which is a thousand times better but green book is the most pedestrian easygoing form of that 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 there is and it's safe why because you know because of these same voices that pander that we have to pander to all the time, uh, it, it's the, the reliability, it's marketability. Whereas this year, art won, the statement mm -hmm. won, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's no coincidence that it's about uh, struggling classes and, and uh, the upper hand, uh, you know, smothering the lower classes. So in basketball as well, you're absolutely correct because you're looking at like anything else in the world, if you're talking about climate or if you're talking about various industries, businesses, stock markets, anything, things will not change if people forbid them from changing. So uh, in in the sports coverage as well, if the, the big players are forcing their love of hockey and whatnot onto, onto the masses, that's what they're going to be hearing. So... I completely agree that, um, you know, basketball's got a massive voice right now, especially with its Asian market, uh, you know, whether it's in China or in the Philippines. And there are so many other cultures that, that are in love with this sport mm -hmm. all worldwide. You know, look at all of the, the Africa players from Cameroon. Uh, you know, we're talking, of course, about, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, uh, Pascal Siakam. So, uh, you know, you have... You have the European market as well. There are so many people coming to the the United States, or I guess Toronto, if they come play for us, to play this the sport. And worldwide, there's a massive market. You know, you've got Canada because of the Raptors. Um, again, I know there's a massive market in China and obviously in the Philippines. So, you know, at the end of the day, yes, hockey is a beloved sport, but we've gotten to an age where if we're going to be a multicultural world with social media and the world is shrinking, we've got to reflect that as well mm -hmm. with how we treat the viewership. That's all I'm saying. And I don't, I will never have to like think about the American media outlet because they have, NBA isn't the number one sport in America. It's football. 
and it, and for them it will always be football uh mm-hmm. and even into a certain extent college basketball right that's probably more so a bigger sport than nba and for them almost every state uh has a team some states have multiple teams for for them to talk about a team that they hardly watch is understandable that they don't want to talk about it right mm-hmm. so it it will never be like oh you're disrespecting us because we're from canada it's not it's not that it's just because they don't watch us and that's okay because they have so much crap to watch right, right. for us we only have that one nba team that's why and we used to have two i would love to have a second or a third one one day but for now this city is the only nba sport or the the basketball is a sport the only nba team that we have and that's why we're rallying it around it and right. so there again for us i don't i don't really care about the what american media says but it's it's more about like how toronto media the how the outlets are talking about basketball and I feel like it during this 15 game winning streak, it should have, and I'm not going to be like, you should be doing this because what what am I to say, right? You guys are multi-million dollar companies that you guys can do whatever the hell you want. But what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. is as a fan, you just had a team that went 15 in a row. You got to talk about that. You know what I mean? And it's not, again, it's not diminishing the Leafs fans, not diminishing about what the Leafs are doing or have done in the past, but we are reigning champions. We are 15 games in uh, in a row. We are probably story, you know, a great storyline of having underdog players outperforming themselves and probably going to go back in the East and probably going to go back to the finals. That's something mm-hmm. to talk about every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like... Another thing to consider, even before we won the championship, um, what's what's the record? I think we're like the most successful team in the East when it comes to the playoffs because even like the Cavaliers or the Heat, when they were fantastic, fizzled out and didn't make the playoffs. I, I believe we're like the most successful team in, in getting to the playoffs mm-hmm. in the last decade. Like we basically did it almost every single year where the Spurs... Uh, like outside of the Spurs, but like in the East, I mean, we 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 killed it. So why doesn't it feel like that though? Because I feel like our home media doesn't make a big stink about it enough. Where we are getting that, but like it's very easy to discuss when players are departing. It's very easy to discuss when Kobe Bryant dumps eighty-one points. So actually, that is very easy to be fair. But uh, <laughs> you you get my drift. It, yeah. it feels like we care or the. Toronto media cares more about the events as opposed to, you know, the actual sport, the path, the path that it takes for us to get there. So like, right. yeah, the parade and, and the championship is all good, but what about the rest of the season when we were getting there? Unfortunately, right. we don't really get that um, 24-7 complete and utter optimistic, you know, championing coverage that say the Leafs would get where it's like, even if it's pessimistic, they're still being covered 100%. I feel like we we need that kind of level of devotion because let's face it, our our consistency, you know, league wide, Toronto wise, doesn't matter. Is off the chain, and you know, it's 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 kind of kind of disrespectful to our organization that busts their ass for for people like us. You know, every single day day on the Sportsnet Fan Five Ninety from ten from twelve to two, or I don't know, tw- ten to twelve. I'm not sure what it is. Is Leafs lunch? Why? Is, why exactly? And how and how long has that been there for? Don't know. I, I which I, is fine. It's a tradition. But like, but can't why, we get something too? Can we, is can there be Raptors brunch? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Can, can there be something? Can there be like a, and, and I'm not, again, you have, we have so many good, great media outlets uh, and beat reporters that follow this team. And of course you have so many uh, podcasts and people talking about the Raptors now, which is so fantastic. I want, I want you guys to seek out these Raptors content. And so you can talk about it as much as possible. Think, talk, you know, you know, think about it as much as possible because that's how it's going to change. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to change from the top because you know that's going to either retire or they're going to pass it on to their to their sons or daughters. But it's going to at this point in time, it's going to have to change from the from the ground up, right? And you see that yes. with this podcast with that's a wrap. You see that with uh, you know podcasts like uh, Raptors Queens or Edition uh, like D- of Dimes, Seth of the Six, <laughs> Toronto Sports Views. Uh, you you know there's a lot we're missing for sure but that's where it starts right follow these people um be supportive of of people who write and people who have raptors content if you want to follow your team do it and be proud of that and again leafs uh i am not trying to crap on a leafs uh passion and i love that you guys have it but i just feel like if if you're going to compare apples and oranges with teams right now, the Raptors are doing better at this yes. moment, at this moment, right? So the coverage should at least be 50-50. I'm not saying that the Raptors should overshadow whatever the Leafs are doing or the Jays are doing because those those franchises, I never want them to go away. I love the fact that we have such a storied history when it comes to Jays and Leafs and now even TFC and even the Argonauts. But the Raptors are the best team in Toronto right now. So we have to yes. keep talking about that. Of course. And it's go. like, there's obviously these people here because who voted in Pascal Siakam or DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry or Kawhi Leonard? Okay, well, people are going to vote Kawhi Leonard, but who who is voting for these players to make it to the All-Star game? And, and you know, they're starting. That's that's all fan That's all fan base. That's that's viewership. That, that's us. 100%. That's us guys, yep. you know? So we're clearly there. So it, 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 it's up to us, you know, because the, the, the bigs, have their stupid backwards perception of what the masses want. No, you've got to, you've got to not tell them what the masses want. Cause they're not going to listen. You've got to carve your own path, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hundred percent. All right. So we got a lot in there. Um, again, we're going to, we're going to harp on the fact that your Toronto Raptors just, just went on a 15 game winning streak, man, this, yeah. this team is good. The reigning champions, man. Uh, but, until then, uh, there's not going to be a Sunday podcast because this uh, weekend is going to be the All Star All Star break, All Star festivities. So Friday you got the Rising Stars, of course. You know Terrence Davis is not a Rising Star for some reason. I don't know. Uh, and you got the uh, Saturday night events. So you got the Ra- uh, Rising Star. Oh no, not the Rising Star. Sorry. You got Skills Challenge, Three Point Contest, Dunk Contest. Uh, breaking news: Damian Lillard just suffered a uh, minor injury, so he's not going to be participating in a three point contest. Oh uh, no! I you know hashtag matt thomas <laughs> right uh let's push for that of course that's not probably not gonna happen but anyways and then you got the dunk contest and then you got the main event the matinee on saturday night where you where you will see team Giannis with pascal siakam kyle lowry and your coach of the year hopefully nick nurse so again tune tune into that's a rap pod on twitter follow us there uh connect with us there talk to us there because we love talking to you guys but until then dre where can i find you brother you can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can follow my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F I L M S F A T A L E.com. 
All the Oscar stuff is finished. Back to the old grind. Just going to be doing uh, current movie reviews and, and articles. And yes, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog comes out today for releasing <laughs> this on Friday. Uh, I hope it's not terrible because I'm going to be watching it. So, uh, <laughs> Quick, wait, man. Quick thoughts, man. How, what did you feel about Parasite winning the Oscars? Winning, winning oh, it's four, fantastic. four awards, bro. Well, like I said earlier, it's groundbreaking. They actually picked for once the film of the year, so that helps. Uh, you know, it's fantastic that it's the first uh, foreign language film to ever win. Yeah. The last Palme d'Or winner to win Best Picture since Marty back in 1955, which is way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, there's so much history there. You know, uh, Bong Joon-ho is the first person to reach four individual oscars in one year uh last time that happened was walt disney uh which is saying a hell of a lot yes sir um parasite is a historical win it's a fantastic film if you haven't seen it it's absolutely brilliant one of the best of the decade i second that and i'm as much as i like 1917 which i like it a lot Mm -hmm. the oscars they did right this year that's all i can say they did right i always think when it comes to best pictures I feel like the the one film of the year that should be studied in film school should win the award, and I feel like Parasite should be studied. That's oh, absolutely. How, that's how I feel. If you haven't looked up the visual essays that people have been making on YouTube about the sets, about the story, about specific scenes, I highly recommend it. There is so much in Parasite, so much depth. Nice. Unlike, I don't know, the New York Knicks. Like, it's just incredible. <laughs> nice, but yeah, I'm glad that we can get some Parasite talk, some Oscar, some historic talk uh, by you from our movie connoisseur. But yeah, you can find all three of us at That's a Rep Pod on Twitter. You can email us at That's a Rep Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and to find us on all your podcatchers, don't search up That's a Rap. Search up Raptors HQ because that is our home base. Until next time, boys and girls, That's a Rep.